This is Infinite Spaghetti, a guided tour of the cosplay and creative archives with your host, Ethan Minsker. Part of the Project Nerd Podcast Network. I forgot to introduce my co-host, Blue. Say hi. Hello. There she is, the co-star of the show. Here we are again for the Spaghetti of Infinite, or Infinite Spaghetti if you reverse that. This is episode 16. Today we're going to have a lovely interview with Jay Lawrence. Doll making, the monsters, a whole gamut of interesting things that will be ready to prompt your question. But first... Graphic novels, graphic novel reviews, yeah! Clayton, this is a brand new graphic novel, just came out, hard copy cover, Permuted Press. This is one of these graphic novels that it's like a true biography, memoir, graphic novel. It's a work of beauty. I actually know this artist, Clayton Patterson. He's in a movie called Captured. He's a historian of the Lower East Side. There's a lot of great stuff in this book. If you see my movie, Man in Camo, he's one of the people that's interviewed within the movie. Clayton is a wonderful individual. You see him all the time in the Lower East Side with his camera taking photos outside of his gallery on Essex Place. And this is a good introduction book into all the different creative stuff he does, the hats, historical representation of the Lower East Side and gentrification and all the changes. Highly recommended. Pick this up. It's a fun read. It gives you a good working knowledge of the roots and how the Lower East Side was before all of the fancy glass buildings went up. So again, Clayton, I got this at the Strand. Look for it there. Homesick Pilots, almost made for me, like perfectly put together with all the things I like. Punk rock bands, fighting it out for dominance, looking for all the great shows and places to go, is the first episode. This character, this woman, goes into a house. The house is haunted. She becomes possessed by the house. The house becomes this monster and like, she has to go track down the ghost. She brings the ghost back and then I don't want to give away the rest. But this is a really amazing, amazing graphic novel. So these two are the picks for this week. The main Thunderdome bringing it in. The main event. See the battle royale happening next. Jay Lawrence. Hi. Let's start with your bio. I'm going to bring myself off and let you have the floor. In this home for 25 years, had uh, many, many jobs in the past, but I've always been an artist, the artsy type, painting, doing carpentry. I worked as a carpenter. I have a shop down in the basement, and I've been in this house 25 years, and I've always wanted something that I could make and create and monetize and you know make money at it. Of all the things, the uh, monsters. The monsters are kind of a brand, turned it into Monsterland. But I have a history with the monsters that goes way back to the 1950s, even before the monsters were around, with Al Lewis. My uncle, my father's brother, and Al Lewis went to acting school together. And uh, they were good friends, both from uh, New York. When I was 10 years old, I went to California to visit him, and I said, uh, knowing that uh, he knew Al Lewis, I want to meet Al Lewis. I was a big Monsters fan. So he arranged it, and we spent the day at Al Lewis's house. And I played with his kids and uh, had lunch there. His wife, Marge, made us lunch. And about 13, 14 years ago, I contacted Butch Patrick and told him that story, and uh, he called me back. 
and we kept in touch on the phone and uh, remained friends to, uh, to this day. The Monsters was a show that started in the 60s, 64, and it was broadcast on... CBS. CBS, and it was black and white. I... Black and white because of the savings using black and white film over color film. I think it was like $5,000. Though it's a good thing they did because all the old monster movies from Universal Pictures were in black and white. So it kind of kept it in that vein of the old monsters. I mean, I remember growing up and seeing shows that were competing with each other. And the Munsters was the thing that was competing with the Adams families. It's like a family home full of monsters all of the hijinks they get into. So it's like a sitcom about a monster family. Monster family, because it was originally wrote and dreamed up by the guys that created Leave it to Beaver. Everyday family with problems that everyday families have, except they were monsters. But they didn't know it. They thought they were you know, normal looking people. Do you want to get into the dolls that you make? So yeah, there's the, the dolls. And here's the monster collection and the books. All these monster books are all signed by the author and the monster memories. I'm in there with the story about Al Lewis. Full cast signed by the cast and some other things. Some Batman signed by Adam West and Burt Ward here. And then uh, if we go into another room, then we have for the dolls. This is where the assembly takes place. Can you give us the... The, a little bit more about how you put them together and the process? It started last year, like last February. I saw them on Facebook. I saw one of the dolls and I contacted the person that made it and I wanted to buy it. He says, well, I don't really sell them or make them, but you could buy the parts. He had sculpted it. It was Zorlosa Studios. He sculpted it and made copies and he just sold me the parts. I... Uh, started to uh, put them together. Here's the doll, how they come. I have to uh, cut off the head, the hands and the feet, and then uh, put little zip ties in there so I could attach the parts. Here's one of the, one of the shoes. So he uh, went out of business and then I had to figure out how am I gonna continue doing this because sales were starting to get pretty good. And then all of a sudden I had to brainstorm and it popped into my head 3D printing. Now I have them 3D printed, the head and the hands and the shoes, and they come like this. One of them, this is, this is one of the 3D printed heads, and I hand paint them downstairs in the studio, in the shop, attach them here, and then uh, ship them out. So actually the house is now a factory. So do you have like a, a lot of customers and how do you sell them? And Monster uh, pages on Facebook, all the groups, uh, I own them all. I started them all and I'm the admin of about five different groups. Monsterland, Eddie Monster's Wolf Wolf, Monster Tattoos and Art, Monster Toys and Collection figures, which is uh, really growing. You know, I get hundreds every month to all of them. And I put pictures of collections and the dolls on there and people see it. They say, oh, I want to get one. Then I ship it out to them. When you started making the dolls, I'm, I'm assuming that some of the cast has seen the dolls. Has there been a reaction from any of them and from the show team of the Munsters? Uh, just from Butch, he likes it. A lot of the big Munster collectors, uh, Mark Doyle being one of them, a few other people have bought or uh, express interest in the dolls to add to their collection. So anybody could contact me through any of the Munster pages or Munster Maniacs. 
So you could get in touch with me pretty much on any Munster Facebook page. Also, uh, we have saddles, saddles here. I used to play polo, always been an equestrian. And here's uh, some polo mallets. I'm wondering with the, the Munster stuff, you said you were doing like convention stuff with this, right? No, I've been to the conventions when Butch Patrick was there because uh, we're friends, so I would hang out with him. And I also make uh, Munster buttons and some stickers and some other little things. But uh, maybe eventually down the line, I would do conventions if I'm known and maybe uh, get together with uh, Marky Munster, Mark Doyle. And uh, we can show up and sell some things. It would be nice to widen my... Uh, my sales uh, base, people see this. The dolls are available. They start at about 400 with the pajamas, about 425, 450 with the bathrobe also, and then 500 for the full suit and shirt. But these are one of a kind collectible items, each made lovingly with care. Like you had the guy who was originally making the parts and then you did the 3D printing, but what led you to decide to make this as a doll originally like i i'm also a model maker and, and a painter i've worked as a house painter and i'm very artistic and uh, it was kind of a natural progression i got the parts from him they were blank and i painted them and they actually sat on my couch for six months somebody contacted me and says they want to buy it and the next day someone wanted to buy the other one and then i ordered more and they sold fairly quick and it was just, you know, I'm in a, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. This is something that I wanted to cultivate into a business. Do's and don'ts with Jay Lawrence. Fortunately, everything is available. When I first started, I had the doll, but I didn't know where to get the clothes. So I was going to Kmart buying preemie baby clothes to see if they would fit. Eventually I found them on Amazon. It's a standard 18 inch doll. Now I have them custom made by this uh, costume maker in California. She actually makes the costumes for uh, Walt Disney, for Walt Disney Disneyland. And, and like the, the people that are in costumes there, she makes those. So now she makes the doll clothes for me. Like everything else, you, it's a learning curve. Then you can go ahead and, and hopefully you have the fan base there. Luckily, the Munsters has a built-in fan base and it's only the one doll and there's a lot of fans there. There's about 4,000 people on the Eddie Munsters Woof Woof page. And when I started that about five years ago, it was just pictures of the doll from the show. I've learned a lot about marketing through Facebook. And, uh, you know, I've become uh, quite the entrepreneur. Yes, say, for those of you who are listening to this as an audio, you can find this page as Eddie Munster's Woof Woof on Facebook. We haven't gone into the basement. Should we try a trip down there to see the rest of the workshop? Down to the dungeon. <laughs> Painting area, the paint station. And then next to that was a spray booth that I made. Because uh, last year I was painting, spraying outside. Some of the parts are spray painted and I have to prime them. And then winter came and I had to come into the house to spray. So I made a little paint booth there with an exhaust fan out the window. So I can do all the spraying and painting down there. So the parts come in, they're checked, they're cleaned up, and then they go to paint. And then after they're painted and clear coated, 
they come upstairs to this area here and the assembly is there. And then at the other end of the table is the shipping. And I ship it out and I send it through the post office. Do you have any future plans for the dolls? Some people are asking me that they want to buy an inch uh, spot, like from the back down to the tail, a 3D printed spot. Um, also, uh, I would sell just the heads, a little larger uh, head than this, five inch head. I would probably sell a six or seven inch head and it would be primed. And then I would sell that. And if you want to paint it your own way, you can paint it kind of like a model. So I would sell the head and then you can paint it any way you want and display it on your mantle. There he is. Promote yourself, business cards, Facebook, start a Facebook page, uh, anything you can do, uh, flyers, yeah, if anybody is interested in getting their very own Woof Woof doll, you can contact me on any of those Facebook pages. Thank you for watching Infinite Spaghetti. If you like the show, please share, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Shows like this only exist with the constant support of its viewing audience. For great cosplay content and amazing podcasts, head over to projectnerd.com. That's project-nerd.com.